The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews, including their featured article where their staff power ranks the top 10 Nintendo 64 games of all time. And remember, you can join in on the conversation and comment with your own favorite N64 games by using the Shack News Cortex and Shack News Reader. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play Reflog Show! Welcome to a hard cut off there, the Big Play wow. Reflog Show. Hit the post on that one, Dave. Woo, that's right. I am your host, Big Play Dave. It is Monday, October 4th. The Browns are 3-1. and one. Mr. Chris McNeil is back in the studio. Studio B, by the way. We got you a new studio while you were gone. How are you, Chris? Looks fantastic. They did a great job in this renovation, I'll tell you. I, I would agree with that. I think uh, we'll we'll go from Studio B to Studio A, walk across the hall, switch it up here, and now why not? And now it's October. What happened? Baseball season's over. No more Indians. Now we're Guardians. Browns in first place, and we're talking pumpkins and fall weather, and not so in very short days already starting. It's wild, but, man. We're turning the page here. Cut it with the, it with the pumpkins. <laughs> What's wrong with the pumpkins? As long as it's not on your head, it's fine. Nick Padel, oh, what is going on, man? <laughs> hey hey what's going on, guys? Glad to be back. Happy Victory Monday to you both. You as well. Nick, I got to ask, how was uh, you were texting us, watching the game? Everyone who watches this show knows that Nick doesn't like to watch with people. He hates people. His girlfriend made him watch with people. How'd that go? Oh, we were watching on a stream. The stream was a little behind. We were watching with some people that probably weren't weren't your everyday Cleveland Browns football fans. So it it was it was something. I'll say that. Yeah, that's enough. Out of that. You're choosing your words very carefully. Here. He <laughs> yeah. knows he's watching. His girlfriend is watching. Uh, Kevin says McNeil's not in his basement anymore. No, we are on the 35th floor downtown Cleveland, as we always have been. That's right. Kevin, right yeah. downtown. Studio B. <laughs> Studio B. Studio B. All right, we got a packed show, so let's let's get into it. So we're going to kick it off with Cleveland Sports Headlines brought to you by TSE 
Cleveland. We're going to give away that greedy jersey you guys were just subscribing to the YouTube channel with. Um, if you want to leave a comment, by the way, Periscope just ended. Twitter just started. They're having issues with live comments. So pop over to YouTube if you want to leave a comment. Technical difficulties like- today? I haven't heard <laughs> about that at all, Dave. Especially, you, actually, Twitter has been all right. Twitter, um, yeah, it slowed ball. down a little bit because there were so many people yeah. that jumped over to Twitter. It was amazing because yeah. wow. Facebook got shut down, Instagram got shut down, all of those, and uh, they all went to Twitter. So Twitter kind of slowed down for a little bit, but they were able to meet capacity after a while. <laughs> I think the world would be better without Facebook. I'm just going to throw that out there. I completely agree. No one missed it. Come on. Maybe what, my grandma. What would your uncle do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk Browns, Vikings, our reactions quickly, not dwell on it too much. Even though it was a win, people are being a little bit negative, probably for good reason. We'll get into Baker. We'll talk Miles. We'll talk the defense. uh, And then we're going to parlay that into our featured interview of the week. Dan Lobby joining the show from Cleveland.com. We'll keep going with the Browns, get his takes on what's going on in Cleveland, Ohio with our Brownies, our three and one Brownies. And then we're going Browns trivia. This is my new favorite segment. Who wants to be a billionaire? We bring on one of you guys out there. Four questions, win a case of Labatt, win a GVR shirt. It is, it's been interesting. We had our first winner last week, Chris. Uh, our buddy Petro Rock. Ah, that's fantastic. See what happens when I leave. People, and he aced it. He he really aced it. Like you got to give credit where it's due. He he came ready, and he really didn't have much of, of much of a slip up at all. We don't think that there was any cheating with Google. We think he no, was pretty no. clean too. It was yeah. very clean. Yeah, pizza guy. Come on, he doesn't. Do I will that. say, Gab did give him a clue. Oh, I think the was it Josh Gordon? Yeah, yeah he was, he, was he just, just reinstated. got reinstated today. Like, thanks, <laughs> All right, yeah. that, that about narrows it down to one person. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So we're going to get into who wants to be a billionaire. And I believe Alan will be joining us. Alan will be joining us on the show for that segment. Then we're going to get you ready for Browns chargers. We are heading there. They're playing right now. I, I don't know. There's It's a dome, but there's lightning. I don't know exactly what's going on right now. But good preview of who we're playing, Justin Herbert and the Chargers going on right now. Nick, is that actually happening? It's a, it, it is officially on. The weather All delay right. is over, even in the dome, and, and <laughs> we've solved the lightning issue. The game is, is going on. All right, there we go. So we will talk Browns versus Chargers, presented by MyBookie, give you our bets of the week, and wrap up with the best and worst tweets of the week. Let's get into some headlines, talk some Browns. Hey, Nick, give us a live read while I go try to find out who won. I forgot. Go for it. Cleveland headlines are brought to you by our good friends at Total Sports Enterprises Cleveland. Tonight, for you guys subscribing to the YouTube page, we're giving away a signed Greedy Williams jersey 
one of yesterday's heroes, Greedy, came up in a big spot. So did. everybody got to flood over to that YouTube page, though, because for this one, big interception jersey, you had to be subscribed on the Big Play Reflog YouTube channel for Greedy Williams. And Dave, your winner is? Do we want a drum roll? Oh, yeah, we want a drum roll. All right. Congratulations to Devin Lowe, one, two, three. You have won a Greedy Williams signed jersey. There we go. Congratulations, sir. All right, look at that. Austin, he is. He wants to know, let's just get in right to this. Uh, do you guys feel like JOK is rookie of the year so far on defense? Let's yeah. talk about the defense because – that's what we want to talk about tonight with the three and one Browns after that win. Nick, how impressed are you by JOK? I mean, I'm super impressed as advertised. The only fear for JOK coming into the season was is the coaching staff going to be competent enough to, you know, find ways to use him? And we, we saw last year issues with like, uh, you know, in Arizona with Isaiah Simmons in that kind of hybrid linebacker safety thing. But Joe Woods has found a way to use JOK even a little bit undersized. They just let him be lightning in a bottle and go all over the place, all over the field and make tackles. So to answer Austin's question, yeah, I don't see why he would not be defensive rookie of the year thus far. Obviously, they probably like Micah Parsons and what he's doing with Dallas just because it's Dallas. But if you're actually watching these games, JOK's looked awesome. And I like I put out on Twitter yesterday, it seems like he's just scratching the surface and we could have found something really special there in the second round. Yeah, Chris, what what do you think about the defense? That was it, – it's been a while since we've had uh, – you know, obviously Miles Garrett looked phenomenal last week, nine sacks for the team. But this week, this looked like a dominant defense. It sure did. Keeping the pressure on Kirk Cousins, um, you know, getting a turnover late, um, not allowing Minnesota. And let's be honest, I mean, Kirk Cousins, he could play a little bit in this league. He's, He's done good. it for years, and, you know, if they get going in the right direction, that could be a good offense there for Minnesota, especially at home. And everybody was expecting it to be a quicker game, so you see the talent really moving down the field. And the Browns were able to stop that consistently all day. So, um, you know, I, I think myself and a lot of people in Cleveland are now looking back at our comments about one Joe Woods here through week one and week two and saying, wow, maybe we were wrong. Maybe this guy is getting something together. And and really, we had talked about it before. There's a lot of talent on this defense, and it was going to take a while with so many new starters to come together. And it looks like that is happening. It's happening just as we thought it would. And, uh, you know, Joe Woods seems to be the guy that's, uh, that's making that happen right now. So I have to go back with some egg on my face and happily say that uh, perhaps we were wrong. He is the guy for the defense. Keep it up because God knows we're not getting much from uh, Mr. Baker Mayfield on the other side of the ball <laughs> as Baker was very quick to comment and uh, point out himself. And we need that defense right now. And, and when we get to the end of the season, I'd much rather have a defense like that than an offense that we think is, you know, really high powered because that can go away real quick. Defense seems to stick around when you get to the playoffs and you get to bad weather. So I, I that's a real positive for me. Yeah. So Cammy Cammy Justice tweeted this out. Baker Mayfield credited the defense for getting the win, calling his day a piss poor performance, saying that um, you know, playing like that's just not gonna cut it. Uh Chris, what where where, where are you at with Baker right now? 
Well, I'll tell you, usually in those post-game pressers, he gives us something to put on a T-shirt. I don't think piss-poor performance is going to be getting people excited. So we need to have we need to have our man turn it around. I don't know. I mean, all the whispers about him are that he's hurt, right? That that shoulder injury from after the, the interception is really bugging him, and he's got some sort of a brace, and that may be causing some problems. We hear about a rift between him and OBJ, of course, and that's kind of the old news that just kind of continues and lingers out there. I don't know. What I do know is he has been just way, way off target. I mean, now, now he's not only overthrowing people, but he's also added a new element to his game where he's far underthrowing people as well. So um, it's or, or nice he to see throw the change. To up, the, uh, doesn't throw to the open person. Yeah, and then he's not seeing people. Oh, my God. I, I mean – that there were several plays where you're just yelling at the TV. And if you could see the guy open on the network broadcast, then you know it's really bad and Baker's really blind out there. There are several plays where you're like, what is he looking at? There are so many, you know, just short routes right in front of him for first down, let alone when you go to the all 22 and you start looking at OBJ down the field being open all day and some of the other receivers down the way. So, Boy, oh boy, Baker, hopefully this is an anomaly for Baker and he'll turn it around and maybe that shoulder will feel a little bit better. But, whew, that was brutal, man. Yeah, but, I mean, we've we've seen good Baker. We've seen the lasers. We've yep. seen him throw the darts. We've seen him be accurate. So Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, they they have crappy games as well. Absolutely. I don't think you can read too much into it. He's not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers yet. I don't think he ever will be. But I think he could, he's going to be our quarterback for the next 10 years. I would put a lot of money on that. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's good enough, especially with how good this team is. We don't need him to be that good on this team. We could win just like we won last week. It's not fun, but we can do it. So we'll see. Let's let's move on. I, real quickly, I wanted to bring up Jake uh, Trotter's tweet here. He was on the show with you guys a couple weeks ago. Uh, in the AFC North standings, three-way tie for first. One-way tie for last. Fantastic little, shade. Little well done, Jake Trotter. A little bit of shade at the Steelers. I love They're distancing themselves as well, guys, into, into last place. It, it seems very top-heavy up top, and the, the low feels pretty low down there at one and three now. So we'd love to, love to see that trend continue. That's right. That's right. All right, let's 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 keep it going. We're going to have our featured interview of the week, Mr. Uh, Dan Lobby, joining the show here. Uh, let's bring him on in and talk some more brownies. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Already Browns reporter for Cleveland.com. Friend of the show making his way on back. Mr. Dan Lobby, how are you, sir? Doing well. That picture just makes me realize that I really need a haircut sometime. <laughs> it's been a long two years, Dan. It's been a long two years. <laughs> I mean, I actually got one not that long ago, but man. Oh, that's hilarious. How you been? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're doing good. Uh, we were just talking about Baker Mayfield. 
thoughts? Yeah, you, you and everybody else, right? It, it was a it was a struggle yesterday for Baker, and uh, you know I was kind of listening to the stuff you guys were saying. I, I mean, some of those missed throws and and just being there in the stadium and and watching, you know, Odell was available on on two of those misses, and uh, you know the Felton play still stands out to me too. Yes. When, when he had Demetric Felton right in front of him and decided not to throw the football, and it, it was just so unBaker like for him to not have the confidence to to even make that sort of throw. So yeah, everybody's kind of trying to figure out what's going on. I, I don't think it's any reason to panic. I, I think it was just a bad game. You know, the shoulder might be a factor. He doesn't want to use it as an excuse. He hasn't shown up on any injury reports with it. Uh, so so I don't know how big of a factor that is. But, uh, you know, I, I tend to think what we've seen the last two weeks is an outlier from Baker and, and not really any reason to panic about him. Is it OBJ's <laughs> fault? <laughs> you would go there, Chris. I just got to straight up ask him, is it OBJ's fault? Yeah, You know, Chris, I, I got to tell you, I don't think it is. And, and I think that one of the positive signs is even on those misses to Odell Beckham, it didn't feel like Baker was forcing the football to him. And, and I think that's yeah. sort of what everybody looks for, right? Is, are they, is he forcing the ball to Beckham or, or is he letting those plays kind of come to him and, and develop. And, uh, you know, I, I think they were just misses yesterday. I don't think it was a situation where he was forcing the football where Odell was in his ear telling him to get him the football or anything like that. And and I think that's an encouraging sign moving forward. The Baker still seems like he's in control of this offense and, you know, he'll go to Odell when he's there, but he's not going to feel forced to do it. Do you think he's taking too long to throw? Um, Cause I mean, you look at some of the, the really good quarterbacks in the league, like Tom Brady, he gets it out really quickly. Do you think he's, you know, he's been in the league for a while now. He's looked really, really good at times. Do you do you think he's still taking too much time to process his reads or he's just kind of second guessing himself? I, I sort of think this is just who Baker is. I, I don't know that he's ever okay. been like that quick release guy in the NFL. He's usually, you know, and part of it is because he uses his legs and, and, and kind of moves around in the pocket and creates space. He's never been kind of that get the ball out quickly guy. There have been, you know, stretches where you can probably point to some times when, when he's sort of been like that but he's always been a guy when you look at the time to throw numbers they've been a little bit on the high side and, and I think part of that is and, and I know this can be a sensitive topic with Baker I'm not saying this in, in a bad way I think part of it is you know he is a shorter quarterback and sometimes he doesn't see over the line as well and, and that maybe slows things down a little bit and he, he he's great at working around it you know he he knows how to to play the the position at his size you know like Drew Brees figured out like other guys have figured out but I think sometimes that results in maybe the ball not coming out quite as quickly. Dan, what did you make of some of the – really, what did you make of Kevin Stefanski's day yesterday? Because some of the aggression, you know, it, it's when it works, it's beautiful on fourth down and you're an analytical genius. And when it fails, you're, you're a nerd that looks at the math too hard. So what did you, <laughs> what did you make out of Kevin Stefanski yesterday? <laughs> You know, I love the aggression. And uh, I think a big part of it was he didn't think this was going to be a 14 to seven game. I think he thought like a lot of us, this was going to be a game that I, th- I think the over under was like 52 or 51 and a half or something. I-, I think like a lot of us, if he were a gambling man, he'd have taken the over. I, I just I-, I think he wanted to take points where not take points, but get touchdowns wherever he could get them sort of like against the Chiefs. And frankly, I think this is going to be the identity of this team. You know, they're going to be aggressive on fourth down. You know, I love now that twice this season when there's been a penalty on the extra point, he's decided to enforce it and go for two. That that made a difference yesterday to kind of get that extra point there, uh, going for two points instead of enforcing that penalty on the kickoff. So 
I think this is who Kevin Stefanski is. I don't think it's just an analytics thing. I just think he's aggressive. And I think he understands that, you know, if you stay aggressive and you're consistent over the long run, you're going to produce more points. Now it might not happen every single week. There might be some weeks where you go one of four on fourth down, but just over the course of 17 games, you're going to end up scoring more points because of that aggression. I mean, talk about I that. I was second guessing him on fourth and four, and then I was like, all right, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, this is probably going to work out over time. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and look, when you, have a guy, well, when you have a guy like Kareem Hunt that can convert a third and 20 on a draw play, that <laughs> makes your life a whole lot easier, too. You know, you heard from Kevin Stefanski today, Dan. What's kind of the latest out of Brio with, with Jedrick Wills and Greg Newsom, some of the injuries that the Browns sustained not only, you know, yesterday, but also earlier in the season? I think they've reached a decision point with Wills. I, you know, it stood out to me that they've really praised him for playing through that injury over these last few weeks. And I think there was a part of them that wanted to sort of instill that toughness and kind of send that message that, like, hey, you're an offensive lineman. You know, look at Joel Batonio, look at J.C. Treader. These guys don't miss snaps. And, you know, I mean, J.C. Treader played through a high ankle sprain a few years ago, and, and it was nasty. He, he was really having trouble getting out on the field every single week, but he managed to do it. I think they wanted to instill that a little bit in Jedrick Wills, but I think they've reached a point now where uh, he got an MRI today. It was the second time he was carted off the field. The first time was in Kansas City. This time was the second time here in Minnesota. I think they're going to have to make a decision this week as, as to what they're going to do with him. And, and this could finally be the week, especially if Chris Hubbard is good to go, where they feel comfortable sitting Jedrick Wills down. As far as Greg Newsom, I would imagine we'll, we'll get a better idea towards the end of the week. The fact that they didn't put him on IR tells you all you need to know that they think he'll be back, uh, obviously, within that three-week window, so they didn't need to IR him. Uh, so so I think there's a chance maybe he could be back this week. But, you know, if he's not back this week, I would imagine he'll be back against the uh, against the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, even without him, they the defense looked phenomenal. Uh, we've got Monday Night Football going on right now. Justin Herbert's having a hell of a season. Uh, put this defense up against him. How do you think it's going to do? I mean, this is just another great test for this defense. I I loved what they did on Sunday because when you looked back at the Chicago game, you could say, okay, it was a rookie quarterback and Justin Fields and and a head coach and play caller who just didn't want to put Fields in the best position to be successful. And credit to the Browns defense for absolutely dominating them. That's what you're supposed to do. But then for them to go on the road against Minnesota, against an offense that was scoring like crazy, putting up 400 yards every week, to shut that offense down like they did, that really sent a message. And now you get to go against Justin Herbert, who you know is one of my favorite young quarterbacks in the league. I know you know the Chargers are like everybody's side team, I think, and they're an exciting team. They can score a ton of points. And so again, this is just another chance for this defense to prove itself uh, against a really good attack. Over the next two weeks here, with the Chargers and then the Cardinals coming to Cleveland, we're going to know a lot about this defense after the next two. So once again, the special teams, Chase McLaughlin, looked pretty good. Do we finally have a kicker? It sure feels like it. And it's funny because nobody actually wanted to say he was their kicker for a long time. You know, right. Cody Parkey got hurt. Oh, yeah. uh, there, there were a couple times when when I would ask directly, like, hey, is Chase your kicker? And all you get back is, well, you know, he's still competing and and all of this. And, and finally, Kevin Stefanski said, yeah, he's our kicker this week going into the Kansas City game. I think Chase McLaughlin has pretty much locked that job down now for the rest of the year, barring some sort of uh, disaster or, or massive hiccup. So it's amazing right now. We're in, we're a quarter of the way through the season. I mean, if you were to kind of look back and say, okay, 
quarter of the way through, where do you think the Browns are compared to where you thought they would be? Are they about on par with where you thought they'd be? A little behind, a little ahead? Where do you think this team's at right now? I, I mean, record-wise, I, I think they're exactly where I thought they would be. I, I figured mm-hmm. yeah, this has actually played out kind of how I thought it would. I, I thought they would lose in Kansas City, you know, win those next two against uh, Houston and and then the Bears, and then probably split these two between the Vikings and the Chargers. So, uh, you know, they're right on pace for that, and they can prove me wrong here on Sunday by uh, beating the Chargers in L.A. So record-wise, I think they're where I expected them to be. The strange thing is, is it's kind of flipped offense and defense as to where I thought they would be. I thought this would be a high-scoring team that was putting up points like crazy, and the defense would take time. And, you know, maybe we'd be into late October, early November, you know, before this defense kind of got things figured out and got things rolling. But uh, that, that's the one thing that's a little surprising to me is it's been all about the defense here in these first four weeks and not the offense. But I, I do think that offense will get rolling. And the, the one thing that I think is really important is Jarvis Landry. I, I think Baker really misses Jarvis Landry. And, and I should have mentioned that earlier because he's kind of Baker's security blanket. You know, we mm-hmm. love to talk about Rashard Higgins, but it's really Jarvis. He'll make any throw to Jarvis Landry and Jarvis will usually catch it. And that helps Baker out a lot. So I think once Jarvis gets back and, and comes off IR, I think that's going to help Baker out a lot too. So I think this offense will get going here soon, but a little surprising that it, it's kind of played out the way it has. How about the rest of the division? Anything in this division kind of surprise you? Obviously we've seen the Steelers that were all kind of dancing on the grave, hopefully dancing on the grave of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Um, you've got two teams that we're tied with right now in the Bengals and the Ravens. What do you think about the rest of the division right now? Well, I, I mean, I've got to say, I, I was out on the Steelers, you know, back in the, the spring. I just didn't love what I saw from them after, you know, they got off to that, that undefeated start, but they didn't beat anybody. And then it just fell apart after that. And the Browns just smoked yeah. them in the in the wild card yeah. round. And they didn't do anything to address what they, they, you know, they brought Big Ben back. Well, it looked like he was done. They drafted a running back, but their offensive line is still terrible. There was just nothing there that said to me this Steelers team is going to be good now. I think they'd get off to a last place start. I don't know about that, but I wasn't real nervous about them. The Bengals, great story. I don't know how sustainable it is. So, you know, I don't think Browns fans, that, that's a really good offense, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that defense can hold up over the course of 17 games. To me, it's still the Browns and the Ravens. And I, I thought the Browns would win the AFC North. I still believe they could win the AFC North. I don't think we'll really get an answer for that until they play in those two games over three weeks. Uh, but but even though the Bengals are on top, the Steelers are on bottom, maybe both are a little surprising, I, I still think this division comes down to the Browns and Ravens. Dan, Dan, last time, I, I, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Okay, last time we chatted, you know, we, we talked about some of the complications with, with your job mid-pandemic, and we, we obviously still are in a pandemic. How has it been this season, you know, be, covering the team and at least having some sort of in-person interaction with these guys it it has felt a lot more normal and you know it's funny we're we're meeting people like face to face for the first time and we've talked to them on zoom for you know some of these assistant coaches coordinators uh you know we did get a chance to to meet kevin stefanski before everything shut down last year but uh, meeting some of these guys face to face for the first time is is sort of strange after after a year but uh, it's, it's been great to be back, you know, being able to ask questions in person, being able to sit down and do one-on-one interviews with guys uh, when, when we're able to get to them. 
post games are still a little weird. We're, we're obviously not allowed in the locker room after games. So they bring guys out. It's, it's very NBA style right now with, with kind of how we have to do post game stuff. But, you know, it's funny. Greedy Williams walked into the interview room yesterday and he looked out and saw some of us from the Cleveland media said, oh, I didn't even know you guys traveled. So that's how <laughs> weird last year was that he was surprised to see us on the road. Uh, being able to ask him questions after that game. I don't know if he was expecting a bunch of Minnesota reporters or or what, but um, it's it's not completely normal, but it sure feels a lot more normal than it did a year ago. So, Dan, where, where can everyone find all your stuff, all, all the interviews, all the articles you guys are writing out there? Uh, Cleveland.com slash Browns is the place to go. Uh, stuff runs in the Plain Dealer, too, and, and we've got a, a podcast of our own called the Orange and Brown Talk Podcast. Nice. Is that is that everywhere? Spotify. Yeah, you can get that anywhere you listen to your podcasts, uh, and definitely on Apple and Spotify for sure. Nice. All right, last one before we let you go. We got to get a prediction out of you for <laughs> Browns Chargers. Stefanski was talking. I, I heard him. I think it was this morning uh, talking. This is going to be the week where they try to get the passing down, get Baker right. Uh, any chance at a shootout before your prediction? Well, I got burnt last week by saying there would be a shootout on Sunday, but I'm going to do it again. I, yeah, I mean, I think, this, I, I think this could be a high-scoring football game. Both these teams, you know, talking – I already said Justin Herbert, a guy I really like. I think Baker will start to get on track a little bit. The Browns can run the football. You know, my biggest concern is what they're going to do at tackle. You're going to have to deal with Joey Bosa and that Chargers pass rush, and and that worries me a little bit. But I, I think this, this is going to be a, a track meet. You know, Chargers have a short week. You know, I, I guess I'll stick to what I said earlier. I thought the Browns would split with the Vikings and Chargers, so I guess I'll pick the Chargers, and I hate to be that guy that does that, but, um, you know, nothing would surprise me on Sunday. And, and then I'm really excited about that Cardinals game after that. That's going to be a fun yes. one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, hopefully hopefully everybody the else there at <laughs> Cleveland.com also picks against the Browns. We can have the Dallas Cowboys situation too. <laughs> That's see, that's the plan. We're just we're just trying to help everybody out. That's right. That's right. The reverse jinx. Well played. Uh, (laughs) All right. We appreciate the time. Um as always, man. Keep up the the great work. Go Browns and hope to have you back on sometime soon. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Lobby, round of applause. Weak round of applause. Let me get that up. There we go. Picking them to lose, Chris. Picking them to lose. That's good. That's, you know. That is good. I I respect that, to be honest with you, because I think just about every week I pick them to win. So, you know, somebody's got to have some. (laughs) some, (laughs) Not not be the homer, right? Yeah, no kidding. Some integrity. That was the word I was looking for. He's got more integrity than I do. Hey, that's all right. That's all right. All right. Um, let's move on. We're going to get into some more Chargers talk here. In a We've little. also got baseball cards, Dave. We do. Say. But Chris, but do you Dave. know what time it is? What time is it? It is time. For adrenaline rant? For. No. Oh, where is it? Mm, it is. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an no, idiot. No. You're an idiot and you don't know baseball. I'm you're not gonna, you are an idiot. Listen, no, you're going to tell me you are judging. You don't know anything. You don't know squat, you stupid idiot. You're going to tell me you're going to make a judgment on the season after one game in 30-degree weather. That proves what an ignoramus you are. Get off our show. 
The caller, <laughs> Dave, of Valleys. Courtesy the caller was right. He, yeah. He was no, right. he was he was bitching about Fran Mill not being any good. That's okay. He was complaining about the offense. Complain about the offense. How many times were we no hit this year? Yeah. 3.75. 3.75 is correct. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the caller was right. Bruce Drennan was wrong. Just uh, wanted to point that out. I don't want to talk on the Indians. Let's Bruce give Drennan guardians. Guardians. Oh, guards. Yeah, guardians. 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 Guards. The guards. Are we going to go with the guards? I'm no, absolutely guards. not. We'll go guards. The G's. The G's. There we go. We'll We'll figure it out. We've got time. Let's get oh, into some Browns trivia. Let's give away some Labatt and GV shirts. What do you say? Let's, Let's do, do it. it, Dave. It is time for Who Wants to Be a Billionaire? All right, we are going to welcome... In Browns fan Allen is going to be joining the show. Let's see if we can get him to turn his camera on here. I saw him earlier. And if you haven't played or you haven't seen this, here he is. Here comes Allen. Let's let's bring him on in to who wants to be a billionaire. All right, there he is, Allen. Welcome to the up, show, my friend. How are you? Not too bad. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Each week, one contestant gets a chance to answer Brown's trivia for a chance to win cash for a Labatt six-pack if they want to move on to a 12-pack and then a 24-pack. And one final question to take home the 24-pack and a GV art shirt like the one I'm wearing, like the one Nick's wearing, like the one Chris is going to wear when it comes in the mail. <laughs> All right. I swear I will. Love this. Ellen, tell, tell the people uh, how long you've been a Browns fan. Uh, my whole life, unfortunately. But Hey, man, it's getting better. It's getting <laughs> better. Good times coming now. Good times coming now. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Heck I yeah. love an honest man right there. All right, how how confident are you in Browns trivia? Because we've got Browns trivia, and it's going to be centered kind of around the Chargers a little bit here. Okay, um, semi-confident. We'll see. I like it. Okay, here we go. You got a lot on the line. If you get stuck, we're going to give you a hint. If you really get stuck, you can phone a friend, call them on speaker. They have five seconds to answer after you read the question. Okay. Are you ready for question gotcha. number one? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Question one. For a six-pack of Labatt, which former Kent State basketball player is the Chargers' <laughs> all-time leader in receiving yards and touchdowns? I believe that would be Antonio Gates. Nice. Well done, sir. Well done. And he's going backwards hat. Chris, do you have anything to say about that? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I didn't realize that Gates was the leader in receiving yards. Oh, yeah, man. He played he was like 45. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive for a tight end. He was actually really good as a basketball player at Kent. I remember watching him. That's the year that they made some tournament magic happen. That's right. 
All right, Alan. Would you you got a six pack Labatt? Now we're getting a little echo. Uh, yeah, we'll keep little, going. All right, we're gonna go on. Question number two. Here we go. For a twelve pack of Labatt. All right, Browns and Chargers made a draft day trade in nineteen seventy nine, letting the Chargers move up seven spots to select this future Hall of Famer. His son later went on to be a first-round draft pick of the Browns. Who is that player? Oh, my God. I'm going to repeat it because that was kind of a lot. So the Browns made a draft day trade in 1979, moved up seven spots to get this Hall of Famer. His son later went on to be a first-round pick of the Cleveland Browns. It's a good year. I will, I will give you a clue. We do not claim his son yes, anymore. We do not. Yeah, I have an idea. Going to take a shot in the dark. Maybe um, Kellen Winslow. Woo! That's right there. Yeah. Woo! Nice work, man. Nice work. All right, you got a 12-pack of that. Was a hard. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah. Would you like to continue on for a case for cash for a Labatt? You got 12 Labats. Yes, yeah, 12 me. old Labats. All right, here we go. We're moving on. Question <laughs> number home. three. Which former Browns defensive lineman blocked a Chargers field goal to prevent the 2016 Browns from going 0-16. I wanted to marry this man that night. <laughs> I was so happy. Here's a clue. He's from Parma. Yeah, that was from Parma. From Parma. The Correct me. miracle. Correct me if I'm wrong. He played in the Mac, it, it right? Was, yeah. I'm drawing a blank. Damn. You can phone a friend. I'll do you one better. He didn't play in the Mac, Dave. He didn't? He, put, no. he played he didn't. locally, but not in the Mac. What's, t- right, tell me the school. Now I'm curious. Ashland University legend. He played at Ashland? I thought he played at oh, Akron. Ashland University. Wow. Hmm. Someone Look, call him the pierogi prince of Parma. No one's getting this. There's no way. <laughs> no? Yeah, how, no. I'm ashamed. I don't know. It. He's a, obviously a Browns hero. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, infamous. Yeah. No, if you saved, well, yeah, we went on 16 anyway, so I guess it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't save me all the time. <laughs> so. One in 32. Oh, Good, work. Good work, you. Nah. Couldn't overcome. Is there anyone you want to yeah, call? I don't think I have any friends that would know this either. No, I don't. It's a tough one, man. It's tough. Dave, there's no way I would come up with I, uh, this. Yeah, I came to. I came to. My dad's house for this. So I can uh, <laughs> phone him, I guess. And, uh, I will, I will give you one more clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
You can go ask him if you want. We'll give you we'll give you fifteen seconds. Okay. Hey, Dad. <laughs> wow, the first ever phone. A friend. This is 2016, right? Uh, right. The year was 2016. Yeah, he blocked the Chargers field Browns goal. Chargers. To 2016 Browns from going 0 16. A defensive lineman. It was a Christmas Day miracle. We won the game to not go 0 16. A Browns defensive lineman blocked the field goal at the end of the game. From Parma. He is an Ashland alum from Parma. Yeah, he said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's, I think we're stumped, guys. Ah! Oh, all right. The I answer. Know who it, the answer. Jamie Meter. Jamie Meter. Yes. See? Exactly. The defensive lineman? Yeah, he was. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right, Alan. Thanks for thanks for playing, my man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Big fan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Alan. I thought he had it. I did too. The the Prince of Parma, man. I just tweeted about him because I was like, "Yeah, this defense is so good." And a couple years ago, we were heralding the legend of the Pierogi Prince of Parma. Shoot. That's tough. All right, we're going to have to talk to Nick G about these. These are getting a little too hard before Come the Come on, you guys question. wouldn't have known Jamie Meter? No, absolutely not. Not really? on the spot. Not, no, if, if, yeah, if I Googled it, and yes, then I would know. But I don't think I would remember Jamie Meter. I blocked out all we of We should have flipped. I just remember like, that moment. We should have flipped question three and four. Oh, yeah? I think so. Yeah. Mm. No winner this week. Yep. Armchair Monday morning quarterback here on our quiz show. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin on YouTube says Ashland University legend. Meter was D2. I don't know. I think he played in Akron. I got the A's mixed up. The A's mixed up. Yeah. Ashland so, hey, University. can we play baseball cards now? Absolutely. You got some music? I do. Let me see if I can find it. Hit it. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, no. Where is it? Classic tribe baseball. There we are. So, Dave, this week I present to you the crossover event of the fall because I have one pack left of baseball cards and one pack left of football cards. So, we're going to do football versus baseball. How's that sound? NFT. Perfect. What? Football versus baseball. So you pick two dudes out of football, two dudes out of baseball. And, uh, you know, so whoever gets the better two dudes, right? Just the same rules apply. Well, how does Nick compare baseball versus football? And I'm going to compare football because I know football way more than I know 90. Well, there you go. Whoever picks the football pack is going to have to decide. I have an idea. Chris, what if you open the first pack let's just say football i will let you pick the first person oh so just go through it wait you have you have to pick someone within let's just say the how many cards are there well let's see dave probably like 15 15 15 in this pack and 15 in this pack so what if i just split them and we pick one baseball and one football for our team yeah, so you open, let's just say you open the baseball, you you get the first seven cards. 
Okay, I'm opening baseball right now. First seven cards are mine. One, two. Wait, did I say I was opening? I opened football. That's <laughs> five, six, seven. Okay, there's my seven for football. All right, that leaves you with eight there for football. So now baseball, I'm opening up. You will get seven of those. I'll go right off the top. Ah. Kevin wants to know the last question. We'll we'll give it to you in a sec. Four, five, six, seven, and then I get the balance there. All right. So, Dave, let's start you off with your baseball players. You've got Floyd Bannister from the Royals. Who? Dwayne Ward from the Toronto Blue Jays. Brian Downing from the Angels. Devin White. He wasn't bad. From the Angels, Luis Salazar from the Cubs. Nah. Jose Vizcaino. Not bad. We used to have him. Didn't we used yep. to have him on the Indians? I think we did. From the I Dodgers. Yeah, and Tom Hankey from the Blue Jays. And that is your pack. All right, we'll go Vizcaino. Vizcaino. I don't know if that's going to move the needle with Nick at all or not. <laughs> all so right, far, we'll go to my base. No dice. No my dice. baseball, I've got – who have I got? Joe Girardi. Hey, there you go from the oh, Cubs. all right. All right, that's Nick nice. knows him. That's not good. That's Mike Morgan from the Dodgers. I will okay. say I, I don't I don't love how you didn't let me pick which, which ones I was going with. Dave little, Gottlieb. Uh, little tomfoolery. Where <laughs> Terry Mulholland. Let's see here. Luis Aquino, Carmen Castillo. Carmen Castillo, Wally Whitehurst, and Randy Myers. Randy Myers isn't bad. I'll go with Joe Girardi. So we got Jose Vizcaino and Joe Girardi. All right. Now we're going to your football, Dave. Your football. Why? So wh- where where have these cards been? Are they face up down there? Well, they are. But I mean, you saw me. I didn't do anything below oh, the table. All right. Here. All right. I drew off the top of the deck. There's, there's a lot on the line, Chris. Okay. Jerome Brown from the Eagles. Okay. Bill Brooks, wide receiver, Colts. Mike Harden, defensive back, the Raiders. Oof. Vince Newsom, defensive back, the Rams. Scott Redisick, linebacker, the Bills. Charles Haley. There, he's pretty good. San Francisco. Alonzo Highsmith, running back. Wow. The Oilers. Heck yes. And Greg Cragen, defensive lineman. Who We're going Alonzo. You're going Alonzo Highsmith. Alonzo Highsmith. And he drafted right. my guy for the Cleveland Browns. No it's all going to come down to this. My football players. Oh, boy. Dwayne Bickett, linebacker. Colts. Who? Ricky Reynolds. That's a good name. Defensive back. You're really selling Bucks. the names to, to uh, Nick here. Oh, fantastic. Steve Grogan, quarterback, Patriots. Steve Grogan's fantastic. Neil Anderson, <laughs> running back from the Bears. That's a good one right there. Yeah. That could be a winner. Jim Jeffcoat, defensive lineman, Dallas. Morton Anderson, place kicker. Also a Hall of Famer, wow. I believe, from the Saints. Otis Anderson, he was a good running back for the Giants. I'm going to go with Morton Anderson and Joe Girardi. Versus your Alonzo Heisman and, and Jose Vizcaino. I went on the name. 
is Anderson really in the Hall of Fame as a place kicker? Morton Anderson? Yeah. I thought he was. Is he not? I don't think so, Nick. No. Hold on. The he, jury's well, out. I have no idea. Nick's going to Google it, and then I feel like this is going to be. This is going to decide it. So if he's in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he's in the Hall of Fame. Chris. Yes. That hurts. Thank you, Morton Anderson. That was huge. That was huge. We're all about kickers today. We're asking about kickers, getting kickers cards coming up. Nick, does does Chris win? Yeah, Chris wins. Love the special teams here. Thank you very much. Hall of Famer. Everybody, we're all gonna get late. Chris, you know what? I actually kind of like going baseball football. You like that mix? We're gonna have to figure it out. It's got some technical issues, but yeah, (laughs) it wouldn't be on this show if it. We'll we'll have to throw in some basketball now. Basketball season starting. Maybe a little hockey. We'll do a four man team. Oh God! I have no idea who the hockey player is. No, that's a hard pass. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Kevin wanted to know the last question, so I'm going to give it to you guys real quick. Uh, this would have been to win a GVR shirt, but uh, Chargers traded Eli Manning for Phillip Rivers on draft day. Big Ben was part of that historic quarterback class. Browns drafted a QB that year. Which Louisiana Tech QB? That's kind of a big clue. Did the Browns select fourth round that year? The answer was Luke McCown. Josh's that was a tough little, one. That was Josh's little brother, right? Yeah. I believe yeah, so. Yeah. Didn't he? He had a, a great commercial. Um, God, I think it was like Verizon or something. It was like the only backup, backup quarterback to ever get like a real commercial. Oh, that's you guys remember right. that? That wasn't that long ago. No, and it was kind of a weird commercial. We'll have to we'll have to bring that back. Not as weird as the Spitzer commercial or whatever car company. Oh my god, <laughs> that one's weird. Yeah, and our line hasn't played well since that commercial came out. Better network, as explained by backup quarterback Luke McCown. Verizon has backup generators for most of their towers, <laughs> so they're ready if the power ever goes down. I wonder why they saved those backups and not just put them in the regular rotation. I bet if they just had the chance, some of those backups would really shine. No matter what happens, a reliable network has your back. There you go. That's a good commercial. That is a good commercial. And he's sitting there kind of forlorn, just looking at these backup generators. Free plug Verizon. That's right. Pay us next time. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, my bookie, let's look at Chargers Browns. Season in full effect at my bookie. Time to get in the action. Browns fans, get started. Double your first deposit giving you the firepower to add excitement to the games you love. Stop ripping Baker for missing throws. Bet the overs on Nick Chubb. Bet the overs on Kareem Hunt. Parlay it with some OSU football. Get those paydays way up. Go make winning season this year your best ever with MyBookie. Sign up with MyBookie. Use promo code BIGPLAY, one word BIGPLAY, to get your first ever deposit match dollar for dollar. Extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code BIGPLAY. 
bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right. Before we get into any bets, obviously, charges are on right now. Don't really know how they're looking. Good preview, though, of Browns versus Chargers, obviously. Justin Herbert. Gut feeling, guys, going into this game. Chris, what are instant, instant thoughts? Chargers already up 7 nothing in this one. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what the Browns offense does. I I really am to see if we can look in sync, Baker look competent. I I think going back to the basics on offense right now are going to be key. So, um, I, you know, if we execute the way we were the first couple of weeks offensively, and then the last couple of weeks defensively, it doesn't matter what team we're playing in the league. I think we're going to be good. Uh, so the Chargers don't necessarily scare me, although going out to the West Coast is always tough for Cleveland teams historically. But sure. nonetheless, you know, I, I think we need to worry more about ourselves than our opponents, you know, and just continuing to grow. So um, I'll be looking to see if we can take that next step now offensively and really correct some of the wrongs that we had this week. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I'm with Chris. I think a lot of the offensive stuff will sort itself out. Obviously, you know, Baker is going to do the whole no excuses thing. And it's year four, you know, and he laid an absolute clunker out there. But we heard it from Dan Lobby. He has the shoulder thing. Then you put Odell back in the equation and you're minus Landry. It was also a weird thing. It was Baker's first game ever in a dome which you think is kind of, okay, maybe a net positive, but in that loud environment that Minnesota has yeah. turned into a – Is it really? Play. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? It's a, it's a dome, and they create artificial snow and drop it from the roof. Wow. He's never yeah. played like – he's never played Detroit. No. Nope. Huh. It was the last time the Browns played in a dome was against the New Orleans Saints, and that was Tyrod Taylor. So that was the game where he overthrew – I believe it was Landry and it was um, Rashad Perry or it was Callaway got on his horse and caught that touchdown. We almost won the Saints game because oh, Callaway, uh, Jesus. Z- Zane Gonzalez missed like five kicks in that game. But anyways, uh, yeah, it was right, Baker's first on. game in, in the pros in a dome. So that was very, you know, interesting and different for him. So there was just so much that went against the Browns and they still walked out of there with a with a W. That's the best part of film session Mondays is when you you know, when the team could just walk into it, not feeling depressed, you still got the win, but you still get to look at yourself at really your absolute worst and find ways to correct it. And I think that's exactly what the Cleveland Browns are going to do heading into Los Angeles, get into some warm weather. That's a lot of these guys train Baker trains in Dallas you know, Odell tr- lives in, in California. So I think this will right. be a, a good get right game for this offense. Did you notice one thing on that dome? You brought that up. I, isn't it kind of weird with the shadows there? Yes. Like, and I think that I would, yeah. that initially I was like, is the shadows throwing him off? Because whenever he was in the dark and the receivers were in the light, at least in the beginning, but then once the day kind of progressed, the shadows became less and less of an issue. It was weird, and I've been in that stadium before, and the way that it's laid out, there are shadows all over the stands. There are shadows on the field. It's 
it's a very unique and, and really just a very strange place to play football because, you know, Minnesota's cold outside. And when I went to the game in the year that that stadium opened, it was like hot in there, like, like stuffy, like they needed to turn the air conditioning on or something. So it's just super <laughs> weird. I'm glad that's behind us. And I'm glad that they could just move on to California and then to SoFi where it, it'll be another weird game, but there's going to be a lot of Browns fans there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost a bit of a home home crowd feel in SoFi on Sunday. Yeah, that's one of the larger yeah. Browns backers organization is out there. Yeah. So I, I expect to see the same, but yeah, real quick on those shadows. It was, it was weird. Like, I, I don't know. Do you guys listen to many Indians games? Tom Hamilton yes, just loves to shadows. rail on shadows. <laughs> and like that whole first quarter, I was just thinking, man, if Tom Hamilton is watching this right now, he would just be going nuts. <laughs> Those shadows are just all over the field. It's got to be somewhat distracting, I would imagine. It was certainly distracting to watch the game. Domes in general, man, I, I'm not a fan. Like, I went to Detroit's stadium, and it just felt like you're in the IX Center watching a game. It's super weird. <laughs> the IX Center. That's a hard pass. Have you ever watched baseball in a dome? a little bit nicer. Have you ever watched baseball in a dome? Uh, I, th- you know what? I think when I was a kid, I went to Minnesota. I think they were in a dome. I don't think I, I, went, ever up to, I went up to Toronto. Same thing. It was weird. Yes, I'm like, this is not too. a baseball. This is not a baseball game. Like it, it's exactly what you said. It's like, I'm watching baseball at the IX center. Like it just didn't make any sense. Super strange. Like there was I a was- home run. I'm like, that was not a home run. Yeah. I remember a guy. I don't, I don't know if it was, did Montreal have a dome? I don't know why we're talking about domes, but. One guy hit the top of the dome one time. Yeah. Yes. yes. You remember that? Okay, good. Well, the catwalks and stuff usually would get hit. Was that there? I can't remember where they always hit. You know, it, it happened like once a month where they'd hit one of the catwalks or something at yeah. some of these domes. Let's look at some bets. So Browns covered yesterday one and a half the spread, one by seven, low scoring affair. This year, very similar. We are one point underdogs. At LA, uh, Chargers two and one. They're playing the Raiders right now, seven nothing. Uh, no, no spread has been set yet since it's still Monday. Um, but they're they're saying Vegas is saying it's probably going to be about one. So typically you get three if you're home, right? Almost a pick them here. Are you worried, Chris? You were just talking about it. Are you worried about West Coast trip for the Brownies, even though the Chargers are on a short week here? Sure, but in something like this that's already baked into the number, I could see this number yeah. flipping and the Browns being the favorite by the time they kick off, depending upon what happens on the injury report this week. And as long as there are no big surprises, um, I, I really, you know, the momentum I think for the Browns is going to build right now. Even though it was a win, I think people are a little bit down on the Browns. But then as the yeah. week progresses, people get a little bit more optimistic and start saying, well, you know, we're 3-1. and one. This is a good team. We just had a hiccup, like, like Nick was saying. And I could see the Browns being a favorite by the time we kick off on Sunday. It, it's probably time for the Browns to break another streak that wasn't in our favor. Browns haven't beat the Chargers on the road since 1991. We haven't played Ooh. them a ton, but we've lost five straight at Who was Chargers. quarterback back then? Was that Bernie? Uh, when we actually won it? 91, yeah, we... probably, right? Yeah. Look that one up. That I, I would be curious to know that. But yeah, five straight to San Diego Chargers. All three Chargers games, by the way, 
have been one score games. So they they beat KC by six. They beat Washington by four, and then they lost to the Cowboys uh, by by a field goal. So the last time the Browns beat the Chargers out there, it was the Browns 30, the Chargers 24. The Chargers at that point were one and seven. We were three and four. Head coach for the Cleveland Browns was Bill Belichick. Of course. Let's see. Matt Stover was our kicker at that time. Leroy Horde, six yard pass from Bernie Kosar. There we go. Yeah. Horde, yes. Leroy Horde, baby. He was the the trivia winning answer last week, Chris. Oh, this one went into, how did this go into overtime? Yeah, it went into overtime. We won it in overtime. David Brandon returned an interception 30 yards to the house to win it. That's incredible in overtime. That's fantastic. That is. And who was the quarterback for San Diego? John Freeze. John Freeze. I remember that name. I had forgotten that name. <laughs> yeah. So, boy, oh, boy. Look at this. I'm just looking down the passing stats. Here are the players for the Browns. Of course, Bernie Kosar is your quarterback. Eric Metcalf, Joe Ooh. Morris, Leroy Horde, Webster Slaughter, Reggie Langhorn, Brian Brennan, Michael Jackson. What a wide receiving core. I forgot wow. how good it was at one point, man. I, don't, I didn't remember them all being on the team at the same time. I didn't either. That's that's a weird one there. Huh. Very interesting. We're going to have to get Reggie Langhorn on the show. We'll have to shoot him a text again. Uh, Absolutely. Hopefully this one doesn't go to overtime, but the over-under is set at 50. I believe last week could have been a shootout it wasn't i think it was 53 i think nick said hammer the over yeah, 50 sure this week nick are you gonna double down i'm going to but i feel like a dummy for doing it because you know if you go under it's gonna go over yeah yeah exactly so i just can't i can't force myself to do that so i'm gonna go with the over again similar tale as last week to what should be high-powered offense we know what we got here, Baker, Odell, Higgins, Chubb, Hunt. Then you look at what they got over there, Justin Herbert. I'm with Dan, one of my favorite young QBs in the league. They have Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike yep. Williams, who's had kind of had a breakout season for LA. So they can put up some points. We can put up some points. I think I'm, I'm not hammering it this week. I'm, I'm taking it, but not hammering it, if that makes sense. And I think it'll be a lot closer to that number than not. So, Chris, do you think the offense gets back on track? I, I kind of put Dan Lobby on the spot. Is it going to be another shootout? I think it actually is. I don't I don't think Baker's going to come out nearly the way he did last game. I think we're going to get a shootout between him and Herbert. I think it's going to be super fun. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, any word on Landry? Are we going to get Landry back? No, he's IR'd, so he can't even come yeah. back. He's, he's still got another, what, three weeks? I think this is the final week. Oh, this is the this is the final week. Okay, all right. Correct. Well, it'd be nice to have him back. Anthony Walker, Nick, is he is he going to make his return? They they haven't said he is. I'm talking about return eligible. Yeah, but Stefanski had they they didn't comment. So we'll get a better read tomorrow when the injury report does drop. If if he's at practice, if he's going to be activated, just because he's at practice doesn't mean that they'll activate him. And they could enjoy that extra, you know, couple of days of roster flexibility of really having 54 guys on the 53 before you have to cut that down by Friday. So 
interested to see what happens there, but I mean, you can't even knock Anthony Walker for not being there because this defense has looked so good. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's incredible. We've given up one touchdown <laughs> over the last two weeks. When is the last time the Browns did yeah. that? It's, it's a lot different of an offense. You know, they hired a really young and a really good head coach in Los Angeles out there, Brandon Staley, a local guy, product of the University of Dayton was where he went to school. And then is just another one of those John Carroll blue streaks like Gab that, you know, finds their way into the National Football League. <laughs> so JCU will be represented in this game. He's having a hell of a year as head coach yeah. out in L.A. with Herbert. So it's it's going to be a shootout this week. I'm I'm feeling more and more confident about it. Do you know what's funny? Like going back to the offense, I saw some people on Twitter were like, ah, "I hope Nick Chubb can like return to form this week." Like he had yeah, a hundred yards rushing, hundred <laughs> yards, and he almost averaged five an attempt. Like yeah, he didn't break one for fifty, but like he looked really really good. I guess maybe he looks a little bit more mundane, a little bit more boring next to Kareem Hunt running like a wild man. He just throws his body into the air when he gets out there. We're seeing like the two extremes of these two finally. And, you know, we've, yeah. we've made light of that, you know, with the, with the personalities and, and really the running styles too, that Kareem could do a lot in the passing game. And when he takes the ball out of the backfield, it's very violent and very all at once. Whereas Nick Chubb is more through the tackles and patient and kind of just a smooth, pure runner of the football. So we, we've really gotten to see the last two weeks in these last two victories, especially the, the two polar opposites that is chunt, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Chubb hasn't had a 15-plus yard run since week two. when he had Oh, that, no. That 26-yarder. Chris, over, cut under. Would you, would you just go under real quick? No, I just said cut him. He hasn't had, <laughs> he hasn't done anything in two weeks. He hasn't had a twenty six under. <laughs> Nick Chubb, if I gave you an over under, or actually, I'm going to let you set it. What would you What would you be comfortable going the over on for Nick Chubb in this game? I was shocked to see he got to a hundred yesterday when I looked yeah. at the box score. It didn't feel like it, did it? No, I think it's because he didn't have one of those breakout plays, kind of like Kareem's been having. But slow and steady, man. I. You know, I, I think it's right there, you know, go 95 yards and I'm going over. How about, how about Kareem? <sighs> so he's been 65. Go yeah, over. that's probably right around there. It's so hard with Kareem too, because he's the team's leading receiver right now. Yeah. So like when they do this, they do rushing yards predominantly when we set these, but, and you, you could do Kareem receiving yards as well in the props, but he is literally the team's leading receiver right now. So it's so hard to predict his rushing because they use him in so many different facets. By the way, we almost hit another bet, Nick. It, the, oh, did the, you? The, I, we, we went, we went less bets, more money. <laughs> Didn't work out again, but that's okay. But it was Nick Chubb hit his rushing. Kareem hit his his rushing. Baker Mayfield screwed us this week. Uh, we needed uh, 253 out of him. He wasn't oh, even close. But the, I'm saying, man, these these props are getting close. That's two weeks in a row now that it's been within one. Yeah. So once you get that offensive shootout, it's going to hit. We only need one win this season. That's all I'm looking for. Really, if you get one win this season, you'll probably have paid for your previous like 10 seasons. Yeah. 
you know, because because it, it's only like five or ten dollar bets at a time. So you cash right. one for five grand, and it's like, well, <laughs> only seventeen games out of the year, and this ended up looking pretty good. Hey, they're fun. They're fun. Throw a couple. Oh, yeah. in it. it's fun. Go go double your deposit. Uh, bet along with us. It's super super fun. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's he's crushing it. Yeah, Big he's really stuff. good. 337 yards, 338 yards, 281 yards. Don't know how many he's got tonight. I bet you he's going to have a bunch. Uh, We allowed 337 to Patrick Mahomes. Cousins, we shut him down. Defense starting to gel. He only had 203. How about Fields? (laughs) Five. One net yard passing. That's right. (laughs) We got Mike Williams. We got Keenan Allen. Uh, Nick, you were talking about that. Yeah, Chris. Uh, prediction. Give me a score. <sighs> Give me the Cleveland Browns, thirty-two. Ooh. The Chargers, twenty-four. Any fake punts? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, come on, we need something. I'd love to see a fake punt. I, I would actually like to see just some consistent good punts. To be honest with you, come on, Jamie. <laughs> come on, was, come on. Yeah. No, no, I'm rooting for him. I'm not ripping on him. I, you know, come on. We'll pull it together. Come on, baby. A couple hammer lights. We're a game for him, too. Prediction. I'm going to go Cleveland Browns. Oh, jeez. This is a tough – I'm with Dan. I I thought they were going to win Minnesota, but I think they split these next two against the Chargers. You got a loss. Woo. But I'm going in this one. Cleveland Noted Browns, Browns hater, Nick Padone. 28, Los Angeles Chargers, 27. Oh, Ooh, okay. One point game. Win. Push. All right, I'm going high scoring again. I'm going Browns win, 38-35. I think it's going to be Baker versus Herbert. I don't know why I think Baker's going to do well. I just I just think he is. I There's no statistics or anything from last week to back that up. He's due, man. He's due. <laughs> he's, he's due. He's due. <laughs> All right, let's quickly do best and worst tweets of the week and call it a night. Where are you? Hmm. Need some Maybe. music? There we go. How about this one for Miles Garrett just just a couple hours ago? Miles Garrett goes sleeveless for the first time, gets drug tested the next morning. That's fantastic. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. Good He's sport, so good. We're is, so man. lucky to have him on the Browns. He's oh, no doubt. That block Jamie Meter kick made it all worthwhile. Now I'm looking at these options, Dave, for for best tweet. I don't see anything from Shelly Meyer on here about sweet corn or anything like that. I'm kind of surprised, to be honest with you, Dave. Oh, are you now? I am. I am. Not to bring the show into the gutter or anything, but <laughs> there was some news out of Columbus here over the weekend from one Urban Meyer. 
who was getting kind of frisky at his pint house. I mean, people isn't that situation kind of, kind of weird? They're like, they're like, well, you know, Reflug, let's let's wait and see this play out first. I was like, right. It's yes. a video. What do you want to? What, what's going to play well, out? Well, well, what's funny is it did play out. You know, it went from that video <laughs> and it got worse today. The second oh, video is yes. Oh, there was another one. I didn't know that. Oh, much more graphic. Much more graphic. Yes. Ah, that explains the tweet this morning. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, it just started out with a little simple grinding, you know, just a normal (laughs) night out, I'd imagine, for Urban Meyer. And then there was another video that uh, was taken today. Well, it was taken at that night that was revealed today where his hand gets way up there. Oh, boy. Yes. Yes, Urban Meyer. I, it, this whole situation is kind of weird that they let him, you know, the plane, the, the team flew back. Urban stayed here, stayed in Columbus. I mean, that's kind of weird to let your team after a loss go back while you just kind of hang out. Uh, I understand you're hanging out with the grandkids, but the grandkids were gone pretty quick. And obviously, I some would other imagine. activities pursued. So ensued. I Just a bizarre situation. And I don't know how long until he's out of Jacksonville. We gate. I'd be surprised if he makes the season. He might yeah. pull a chud, not make a calendar year. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, who is who is our our coach for the Cavs? Beeline. He's gonna make a beeline out of there. Yeah, we'll have to get the averages when it does end for Urban Meyer and see who actually made it longer, Urban Shortest or Beeline, by, by the average. There we uh, go. Hey, Chris, what, right. what about this one for best tweet? Jimmy Hanlon putting on the Media Ryder Cup October 22nd, 10 a.m. shotgun. Do you want to play in it? Let's go. We qualify. Let's go. Let's do it, man. We could take down those guys. I see see some of those handles. Jay Lou, we're coming for you. Come on, Jensen. (laughs) He's out of town. He actually won last year, though. Jensen did? Jensen won last year, but he is out of town, so there will be a new champion. Oh, beautiful. Little Mountain. One of the nicest courses, by the way, in Cleveland, right, Chris? What's that? One of the nicest courses public in in Cleveland. It was phenomenal. Oh, it was fantastic. I played like crap, but it was a fantastic track. (laughs) All right. Let's get into the worst tweet of the week. What do we have? Daryl Ruder. Daryl Ryder. Ryder. Ruder, Ryder. Ruder writer. I always Last. mispronounce all our beat writers. Sorry, Daryl. And uh, also, you may want to kind of fact check some of your tweets before you send them out. The last time the Browns started a season three and one was actually last year. <laughs> last year when we went four and one. So it wasn't that long ago. I know COVID has got us all messed up, but uh, kind of hard to forget our last successful season, which was just last year. <laughs> wasn't a great one. Was it? No, no. Those are screen grabs. Not one to put on the resume, Dave. No, not not so much. Oh, all right. Good show. Let's call it a night. Shout out to Shaq News. Go check them out on Twitch at Shaq News. Go check out ShaqNews.com. Check out all the video game reviews and content out there. If you are a gamer, go drink some Labatt Blues, Labatt Blue Lights, some seltzers. Switch to the Blues as it's getting winter time now. Stay warm. Um, TSC Cleveland, go check them out. We gave away a Greedy Williams, fresh off that pick this week. Jersey, signed. 
from TSE Cleveland. Stay tuned. We will do another YouTube giveaway next week. Uh, And apparently there's no comments on Twitter for now. So if you want to comment on the show live, do what Austin and Kevin and all those guys were doing. Head on over to YouTube and join the show there. And GV, go pick up one of these. They just restocked it. The Cleveland shirt. Nick, show yours off. Yeah, they just restocked these too, Dave. They're pretty sweet. sweet. This is like Guardians. So timely, man. The Guardians of the Gridiron. Pick it up, GVR. Lakewood, Avon, Kent. Great stuff. Now, I love these shirts. I am super jealous, though. Chris has a new drop in the mail. A new Bernie shirt. Yes. Hopefully to be accompanied on our show with Bernie himself. Oh, We will see. Bernie. I don't want to jinx it. Now I'm just trying to speak it into existence. That's right. They they also just dropped another one because like a good show co-host, I was on Instagram during the show, during baseball cards. Of and course. They have a new one for the California Browns backers, which Chris just said a little bit ago is one of the most passionate Browns backers bases. And it yeah. says California dogs and it's the state of California flag. And instead of the, grizzly bear or whatever it is on their state flag it's swagger nice swagger yes isn't that so cool that's cool all right let's go get off the stream go check it out thanks for tuning in we will see you guys next monday night hopefully wearing bernie shirts with bernie Kozar. we shall see talk to you then have a great week go browns go browns here we Come. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Show!